Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. And Leslie joins us now on the line. Leslie, welcome to Weekend Mornings. 48 years at Raffles Hotel. You have seen it all, haven't you? Oh, yes. 48 years. Seen many events, many famous people. So. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, I'm just going to ask you right now, the one most memorable moment in those 48 years, does one come to mind? Oh, yes. I think meeting the Queen of England. Ah, okay. Because when I was in school, we were under a British colony, I always admired the Queen of England. And when the general manager at that time told me she's coming to Singapore, coming to stay in Raffles Hotel mm. in 2006. And he said, I'm going to introduce you to the Queen because you've been long with Raffles Hotel. And you know how excited I was. What did you say to her or what did she say to you? Well, I was introduced to her, bowed deeply, and said, Good morning, Your Majesty. <laughs> Your first visit to Singapore was in 1972. Correct. That's the year I joined Raffles Hotel. Oh, wow. And she, <laughs> and she replied, Oh, great. <laughs> Le- Leslie, first let me say, I love the fact you called her the Queen of England, which, of course, will irritate all Scottish, Welsh, and uh, Northern <laughs> Irish uh, listeners right now. So that made me laugh. That's a great yes. start. Uh, I remember that visit, by the way, 2006, because she also came to Topayu in the same year. Correct. You're right. Correct. You remember, yes. and I saw yes. her at Topayu. Yes. And while well, I was. I wanted to say, Leslie, speaking of famous guests, I I Googled your name last night Mm -hmm. and the first photograph that came up was a photograph of you with Michael Jackson at Raffles Hotel. I mean, tell Mm -hmm. us about that. Well, when Michael Jackson came to Singapore for the Dangerous Tour and uh, we booked him into the hotel, but we wanted to make it a low profile. Word went around, there were about 400 people at the driveway, so we could not bring him <laughs> through the front entrance. So we decided to go by the staff entrance. Ah. And what got around also, all the staff lined up the corridor, Michael, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> and what, what struck me most that when I checked into the suite, very soft-spoken, different mm when he was on stage, you know? Mm. And just to follow up on that briefly, there were all kinds, I remember that visit, there were all kinds of rumours going around. First thing, did he take up the whole floor of rooms? And secondly, did he bring Bubbles the chimpanzee? Because I've heard both those stories. Are they urban myths or was that true? No, he didn't take up the whole hotel. They took a few rooms here. The rest, the technicians all stayed across in the Swiss hotel. And uh, he's an animal lover, and so he decided to go to our Singapore Zoo. But before that, they brought the chimpanzee arming to the swimming pool. The orangutan. Yes. yes. Oh. yes. And when, when he saw the orangutan, he was so excited, he said, I must go to the zoo. Wow. Uh, Talking with Leslie Denker, the resident historian at Raffles Hotel for now 48 years. You had previously written a book called Memories of a Raffles Original. And now your new book is out, is A Life uh, Intertwined. And the first one, as as you have mentioned to me, was more of a history of Raffles Hotel. This one is more about your life within the context of the hotel. Is that correct? Correct. And uh, this book is produced with the kind support of the National Heritage Board, you know. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And when you were thinking, when you were sitting down to write this book, and uh, what was the process like for you to think back over all these decades uh, to remember these stories? Or have you been taking notes all along? Well, I have a lot of notes, and I would say the knowledge that I have of Raffles and the experience that I've been through, there's a data bang in me. <laughs> I would think so, yes. <laughs> and maybe for the benefit of our listeners, you've had a 48-year career at Raffles yes. Hotel. Maybe you should tell our listeners, how did that start? What did you actually do? What, what was your job when you first went to the hotel? Well, I was attracted to Raffles Hotel. I used to pass the hotel when I was in school at St. Joseph's Institution. I always admired the hotel and the external attracted me. So I decided I must go and join the hotel. And when I went in and met the general manager, it was so timely that he said I was looking for a maintenance supervisor. Hmm. So I joined the hotel as a maintenance supervisor, worked with the plumbers, painters, electricians, and uh, did the maintenance of the building. And then I was transferred to the food and beverage, to the catering at the time, personnel, not HR. And finally, in the front office. But everything was done manually. There were no computers, nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and do you think, you know, when you think back, let's say, maybe to the 50s, the 60s, uh, there was, it, was a, you know, it was a simpler time, as many people have always remembered about Singapore. Some things were better back then, some things weren't. But when you look at the, sort of the hotel over the decades, how has the hotel experience changed at Raffles Hotel for guests? Well, first, as I said, everything was done manual before the first restoration. Hmm. And after the second restoration, we had the computerized the system and it improved a lot. And also we had staff who were well-trained in the hospitality industry and they could give that special service to the guests, you know, and the services, they wanted to do it, not because they need to do it. And because of that, we changed a lot and we improved the food and beverage sector. We had uh, now a French restaurant, Ladam the Pig, the steakhouse, and even the food and beverage for the Afternoon tea, we extended from 12 noon to 6 p.m. And it occupies the whole of the lobby area. So guests sitting down can admire the architecture. It's changed a lot. We're talking with Leslie Danker, the resident historian at Raffles Hotel Singapore after a a wonderfully illustrious 48-year career at that hotel. It's gone through two key restorations that I can remember, the hotel, in the last couple of decades. You've seen them all yourself. And yet it still retains a place with tourists and Singaporeans. As you mentioned, they have a place to go to high tea, a place for a staycation. What is it, you know, after 48 years, what is it about Raffles Hotel that still makes it so popular, despite having so much more competition now than it did 48 years ago? Mm. What is it about Raffles that retains its special place, do you think? Well, I think it went through many phases. In the beginning, we were under the British colony. A lot of British were patronized Raffles Hotel. And there was a saying among the British, we'll meet at Raffles. So they came here for dinner, dances, roller skating dinner, you know, and it carried on. And what also made it different, a lot of famous writers have come here, yeah. like Rudyard Kipling, Somerset Maugham. And Somerset Maugham stayed here in 1921, 26, and 59. And not only he stayed here, he said, 
Raffle stands for all the peoples of the Celtic East. Yeah, I was going to say, he wrote many of his key books at Raffles, yes. didn't he? Yeah, Correct. Yeah, yeah. And another point of interest which attracts a lot of people to Raffles Hotel is the Singapore Sling. Mm-hmm. Created in 1915, we have completed 100 years. And everybody come to Singapore, they'll come to Raffles Hotel for a Singapore Sling. Why? You can get one in Paris. One in London, but the original comes from Raffles of there. You can even get them on Singapore Airlines when you, <laughs> when you fly. It's different. But, different. <laughs> but, but you cannot throw the peanut shells on the floor in the aircraft. Correct. So you, know, you have to yes. go to the long bar to do that, don't you? Uh, Correct. <laughs> Leslie, you must have made a lot of good friends uh, at the hotel along the way and seen a lot of different general managers and everything. But mm-hmm. I have a question. Is there some place in the hotel, first of all, that you've never been to? that you think you've never been to? A secret closet or attic somewhere? Or, and secondly, what's your favorite place in the hotel? Okay, I don't think I've not been to any of the places. I've been up to the attic during mm. the first restoration. Yep. I went under the basement of the uh, Palm Court Suite. Everywhere I've been in, the, in this hotel, you know. And my favorite place, location in the hotel is the main building. Mm. The lobby. Why? Because that lobby area has a great significance for Raffles Hotel. Long time ago, in 1870, there used to be a huge 10-room bungalow owned by the Arab trader Ahmad Osakov. And imagine he bought that bungalow at that time for $5,440. Wow, it's a lot. And the $5,440. And the first proprietors, the Armenian Sakis brothers, started the hotel in that 10-room bungalow. And that and after some time, they demolished the 10-room uh, bungalow, converted into a hotel, and put up the main building, which was opened 18 November 1899. And what great significance it was the first building in Singapore to have electric lights and fans and a French chef. And that's why the lobby is, is so uh, significant for me, you know. Started there in the lobby, the hotel, and also made history. First building in Singapore to have electric lights and fans. Wow. That's my favorite location. <laughs> and I love that, um, you know, you you conjure such a vivid image of, of these Raffles Hotel attics and basements. Mm. I mean, are there places still within Raffles Hotel that are almost untouched? I'm assuming it would be the attics or the basements. But if you go in those places, are they still similar to how they were when the hotel was first built? I would love to know that. Yeah, the hotel started wing by wing, and by the year 1915, all the structures were completed. But changes took place after 1915, and that is why we did the first restoration. And you come to the hotel, you will see exactly what it was in 1915, because we were declared a national monument on 4th of March 1987. Mm. So you cannot touch the structure or change architecture. It's the same. What we did, we improved the decoration, improved the technology. Very interesting talking with Leslie Denker, who is uh, now the resident historian at Raffles Hotel, but has worked there for 48 years. And uh, on September the 16th, Raffles, of course, celebrated its 133rd uh, birthday. And I assume you were there for that. And now that they have the new restoration, uh, has has any part of the character or the flavor of the uh, hotel changed for you? I know the rooms have been greatly upgraded and 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 switched around a little bit. Um, has it has it changed the experience for you at all? 
I don't think so. Being here for so many years, I still admire the hotel. After the second restoration, we just made some improvement in the interior. For example, we have a chandelier from the Czech Republic and we improve the technology in the guest suite. Now they can control the lighting, aircon TV with the iPad, you know. <clears throat> so it's, it's, for me, it's the same, everything, the structure, but improvements have been done. Moving forward into the 21st century, huh, to make those things possible, is that it? Correct. Mm-hmm. And if I could just take you back briefly, I was fascinated to hear about Michael Jackson and the Queen of England, which has made my day. What, what I mean, 48 years, what have been some of your me- most memorable encounters with famous guests or dignitaries or royal families going back five, six decades? Well, I mentioned I met the Queen of England, Michael Jackson, and uh, I met some other important guests also. I met John Wayne. John Wayne? Yes, I met. Only thing I did not draw my gun with him. The Duke. <laughs> the Duke? Wow. <laughs> what was that like? Well, he, very soft-spoken and very tall man. When I speak to him, I have to lift up my head and talk to him, you know? Very, hu- very humble man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> now, were there any particular guests who were notably naughty? Yes. Guests that That's were what I was going loud to or, you know, unruly or who did some sort of damage. Rock, rock star kind now, of behavior. Now, of course, we want their names, but if you don't want to tell their names, that's okay. <laughs> but were there, was there, have there been any notable cases where somebody was a bit naughty, more naughty than they should have been? Well, uh, for uh, 48 years, I've not come across really naughty people. But, <laughs> you know, jo- jovial and nice and entertaining. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I see he's a very loyal company man, yeah. isn't he? It, it, it's, it's very impressive. I think, I think Leslie, we need, to, we need to buy you a Singapore sling at the long bar <laughs> and sit with you and to actually get some of those real stories that would come out. No, why not? <laughs> but if you, if you come here for a Singapore sling, make sure you have one sling. If you have too many slings, you have the fling. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's when the stories get more interesting, exactly. right? Yeah. In the long bar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, uh, Leslie, uh, this this book, you know, as you look through your latest book now, which is uh, the, your reflections, uh, A yeah. Life Intertwined, Reminiscence of an Accidental Raffles Historian, yeah. what, what would be the lesson or what would be the message that you would like people to take away after reading that book? Well, first of all, I would like them to know the history of Raffles Hotel uh, because not many people in Singapore know the history of the hotel and that's why I throw in my own connections with the hotel, my own stories. But for this second book, I did a lot of research and I come, came up with interesting anecdotes, which mm. not un- the untold stories, I would say. Uh, for example, in the early days in the hotel, guests would take the bath by scooping water from a Shanghai jar in the bathroom. Hmm. Wow. And this, this one guest thought this Shanghai jar was a bathtub. So he climbed into it. <laughs> and he got stuck and he couldn't come out. His cries for help brought the room boy with a hammer and he was released. You know? <laughs> oh, fantastic. See, you can't make up stuff like that. You know, you cannot beat that kind of anecdote. How about some other stories? Are there other stories like that? <laughs> And also what is interesting that the hotel started in a 10-room bungalow and it was facing the sea. That's why the road is called Beach Road. Mm-hmm. Mm. And during the first restoration, we removed the marble flooring. Remember, there are a lot of roller skating there. So we had to change the marble flooring. Mm. I, saw, I saw the flooring of the 10-room bungalow. Ah, interesting. And, 
And also, the sand was so fine, and I was told that it was the sea sand because it was a cross. And what I did, I collected it in a glass tube. And I still have it, and it's in, in the book. You oh, can see it. <laughs> wow. Beautiful. <laughs> Leslie, We unfortunately, we have to leave it there. We're coming up on the top of the hour. But Leslie Danker, mm. the resident historian of the Raffles Hotel, thank you so much for being with us on Money FM. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. As the saying goes, we'll meet at Raffles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will we indeed, my friend. We will indeed. Thank you, Leslie. Yeah. All okay, right. thank you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.